you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome to This Guy Gets It with Mark Sessler. This week's episode, Injury Prevention and Corresponding Success in the National Football League. Injuries are a part of sports. They're a part of football. After all, football has been described as a violent game. Large men piled one atop the other, above the treasure, an oblong ball covered in pigskin. The NFL has made a series of rule changes in recent years to protect its players, especially in the areas of special teams, protecting defenseless players, and of course around the game's crown jewel, the quarterback. That being said, injuries still occur, both in games and even in practice. I'd also point to the time that Nate Burleson was injured while attempting to prevent two entire deep dish pizzas from falling off the passenger seat of his moving vehicle. Players twist ankles, mash their groins, and suffer bloody lips. But the NFL continues its efforts to make the game safer for all. Join me next week as we take a look at the league's turf tug of war. We'll dive deep next week. The Around the NFL podcast. Still a better love story than Twilight. Love is love is love is love. Oh my god. It's fine. Welcome to another edition of Around the NFL from Rocco's here in West Hollywood, the heart of Boys Town. During Pride Month, my name is Dan Hansis, and I'm in on a patio filled with some heroes. Greg Rosenthal housing a sandwich. Connie Fox, Mark Sessler. And oh my goodness, she's already back. Ricky Hollywood, Erica Tamposi. What's up, gang? Couldn't get rid of me that quickly, could <laughs> you? <laughs> this is the Ricky sode. You Stalker. know, every year we will be here. It was a glory. I, I will look back on that first podcast forever because it was the first time we ever did it after the pandemic we were so giddy just to be together in that moment that like i don't even know what of nfl talk we did if any at all but a helicopter landed <laughs> in the middle of the podcast like it was all so perfect which is not to suggest that we're jaded now because i am very excited to be here you know we got some drinks in front of us water of course uh we have our friends here we have randy chavez we got Sean Kelly. We got my brother, Kevin Danger Hands. Let's give it up for Kevin Danger Hands. Kevin Danger. We actually, we actually saw a, a film with Danger on Monday night called Daughters of Darkness at the New Beverly, and uh, it was quite an experience, Dan. That's very true. Dan had to lightly scold the, uh, the kids' table right before we started ta- uh, the podcast <laughs> just to tell them to like, keep it down a little over there. I was hoping that Justin Graver, the grave digger, was going to step in and uh, say something. And I, and I did. I can't help it. In my head, it was like, Erica would have said something already. By oh, yeah. I was, I was seconds away from asking them to quiet their conversation. <laughs> Buried in a big spot. 
<laughs> very exciting uh, to be here uh, together. And, uh, you know, we've been together for so long now, and there's been good times and there's been bad times and I feel like we're in a good time cycle right now so let's all appreciate being able to be together here in the middle of West Hollywood this is so cool the pride cast during pride month with Ricky yeah baby and and a lot lot to get to and by the way Mark excellent debut ep of this guy gets it thank you um you know I thought when I when I I like to listen back to these just because it's a newer show um a complete report to start with a trenchant report and that's what I'm going for. And I, I hope that the listeners each week will uh, be loyal and come back. It delivered on its promise, which was, here's the floor. Mark, obviously, now he signs a new contract and they want more from him. And what's he here? He's here to del- deliver takes. And I didn't catch any real take yeah, it was in the right. first app. Mm-hmm. That was the Light. one thing I would say. Like, it was informative. You, it, was more, it was informative. Colleen nailed it. That's your opinion. I, right. I, I thought it was rich with takes. Um, what's up to again? <laughs> what is the episode number? Epi- episode two. Oh, turf, tug and turf, turf. war. Oh, yeah. No, ep- no, that's actually was episode Tugging twenty. That was episode twenty-two. We just listened to and twenty-three next week <laughs> oh. is uh, a look, a deeper look at the various um, choices teams have made about turf or grass. Very uh, sober-minded and informational, though. Very like Dick Shap <laughs> on the sports reporters kind of vibe. I wasn't expecting that from you, but I think there's a space to be filled there, and that's what I'm attempting. And there's to do. also yeah. it does. Crack the door open for my dream is that we're one step closer to sports with Mark Siesler. We're not going there. <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, I you know, listen, we're here today. I could make some decisions today that could change my entire life. So you gotta get some drinks in them, basically. You know? It's happening. And now let's now let's turn our attention. We have so much to get to today, by the way. We have uh, news. We have a nice seg. Looking forward to 2022 uh, here in Boys Town. We'll get to in a little bit. But we need to talk to Ricky Hollywood. Erica. Yes. What? Ricky, first of all, Ricky. this is fun, right? This is all together, right in your neck of the woods here. You're happy to be here, right? Oh, my God. I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so excited to be Long with everyone. Long time interviewer, Dan yeah. Hansis. Yeah. It's been, it's been it's amazing. Um, you know, the past, how long has it been now? A month? Since I've since you left us, yes. yeah, it's been amazing. The it's month been am- it's been so refreshing. <laughs> since you hit us with the, I'm happier. It's not you, it's me. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it, I, I mean, let's pull back the curtain here. You guys did know some stuff was coming up on my plate that I'm very excited at, and today is a phenomenal celebration because I'm out here. B- Sorry, Justin. Tomorrow is my last day at the mm. NFL. Oh my goodness! Hello, celebrating out. Here, you know, you're out of here. She goes. She's like, out. Out of the closet, or is that what you're going to? No, she I got you. Broadcast. I got you. Nicely it done. A, it Greg. took a second. I got you. Ricky, yes. you have a glow to you. Is it the removal of us that has allowed that glow to start to emanate from your no, skin? No, no, no. It's been, it's been um, sad. You know, we're talking about plans. She for says that with a big smile. <laughs> I, don't, I don't sense like deep sadness, yeah. but okay. You don't seem no. Sad I mean, all. you know, Greg tweeted out this beautiful thing about your amazing contract and no pictures of me, no, you know, inclusion for the last five years, go. and you know when inclusion, Greg. Yeah, Greg, the proud guy. I don't know. I'm just. It's bittersweet to see you <laughs> guys thriving. You know, I wish. I wish you would. I texted Dan. I was like, "Could you be any happier that I'm gone?" And he's like, "Oh, shut up." Like, the show has to go on. And I was like, but be a little sad, yeah. you know? Yeah, but you're not sad. No. This is this is like, I feel like 
it's great because it removed like the responsibility for you and now yeah. you can just like hang out and have fun like that's how i feel I when i come on the show i don't have like a true work responsibility like in terms but of i did the levels and like the sure. drops and like the that seems stressful graver i'm it's, sure you're doing that's great why I, I can't um, even help it i'm like fine. are we recording did you lead with the levels <laughs> yeah the, 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 levels, the levels are inc incredibly important they are <laughs> but i had to check like are you are you recording justin i'm like wait what am i mm. stop erica you gotta stop you're out. Well, you're a mentor. Mm. Mm -hmm. Where are you going? Um, I am going somewhere that I'm very excited about. And Mysterious. Yeah. A couple of places, actually. We've got some really cool things on the horizon. One one big thing that I am not able to announce yet. All right. Well, Ooh. leave it at that. We're working on something. Well, you know, this was, we talked about it when you left, that this just made sense for your next step to, to do your Ricky thing. Uh, and um, if you're more successful than us, I will resent you. <laughs> but if you find that, per it's like Sam Darnold when he left the Jets. If you find an acceptable level of success, I'm very happy for you. Great. If you find too much success, resentment. No, I think no, you're no. In Take a good me place. with you. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like super happy for you. Keep going. Keep working hard, and then bring me along for the yes. ride. What do you think about Gravedigger? How he's done so far? Be honest. I think he's done a phenomenal job. Um, but, you know, it... I mean, it, how would you know? There's no way you've listened to our podcast since. And I don't blame you for that, but there's no chance. Actually, a couple of times I would listen to the beginning and end just to find out, like, what you guys did during the weekend. Because I, like, don't get texts anymore, like, about oh, what's no. happening. Oh, no. Um, but I wow, get a lot of You're now. still on it the ATM bathroom chain. There's some chain. more settling yeah. going on here subtly. me in the tweets <laughs> celebrating uh, yeah. yeah. The truth is, the truth is, yes, because you did send me that text. And we worked together for so long, and you're such an awesome part of the show, and you're, you know, forever be a part of the show. But like, you know, again, it we talked about you, with the contracts. <laughs> we talked about me and my brother went to Hanano's in Venice um, last week, the and kind of had a beer and a burger, and felt the presence of of Chris, and like, like I it's still hard to believe that yeah. like two weeks after we lost Chris, we were doing episodes again, and. Because that's just kind of what this job is. You know, you just keep moving. So that's what I said to you, basically, that, like, it's not like we forgot about Ricky. It's like, this is a machine, the tank. There's no reverse gears in this tank, Mark. Right, but one but other question. Part of the do show you, forever. Do you find Gravedigger, um, is he, is him, his ambition, is he too ambitious? Is there a <laughs> con concern there on your front? You're a supervisor. Is Not so, you know, the concern is on Mark's front, but he's trying to use you to like yeah. say I, I'm that. asking for no, your input. So, so honestly, it's a direct reflection on me because Justin has been my second for the past year. So for the last year, I have been training him to get him to a, right. a superb him. level. And that's why I felt comfortable leaving you guys in the best hands. Do you have advice for Graver? Like a, just like one last piece of advice mm. oh God, for so producing much. this like, podcast? Yeah, no, I, I think um, it's important to to stay grounded and know that Greg is always going to come off as brutally honest, but he, it comes from a loving place. Dan cares more about this show than his own children almost, and, and I respect that because he really wants to get it right, so get it right for him. And Mark just wants to know what time to start and when he can leave. <laughs> so as long as you have those timings and you know what's happening, then you're going to be great. It's deadly accurate. <laughs> and shout out to Jack and Harrison. I do love you, but there are limits. Um, all right. This is awesome. Ricky, I love having you here with us. Thank you. I love having everybody here with 
And yeah. Where's Kevin Danger? He left. Oh, he went to the bar. Who is Listen, um, really sexy, by the way? You went to Danger? I mean, he's got the rolled up sleeves, is the slick back hair. Back? The hair in this he's, family he's is not, ridiculous. He's not, not bringing me back. But the Jaws shirt with like the blood and gore on it is like kind of mm. sexy. Um, the sunglasses, like are you threatened at all before we get into Like mm. I would feel. He is the younger brother, you know, he's almost six years younger, so. But he's like. He's yeah. like beefy. He's uh, like we've done a Super Bowl a week with boy. Danger, and I would yeah. I would say he does exude, and it's not just my observation, although I feel this way. But um, the sex way appeal. That, uh, he has raw sex energy coming off him. Yeah. yeah. And we've it, it, like, we've been to Broadcast. multiple events where like women are coming out of the woodwork and taking pictures with Kevin Danger. So right. that's my report on that. Right. Um, but How many kids are in question, the family? Do you have other brothers too? Yeah. I have a sister. Uh, Hell which, yeah! What's know, she look like? A rare, a, rare, away, a rarely discussed sister. Um. Does it look like my TikTok filter of you? Is that what your sister? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what she looks like. Aunt Dan? <laughs> Aunt Dan. Um, <laughs> no, I'm very happy that Kevin's here. Mm. And uh, if maybe this is the neighborhood for him, maybe it's not, you know, after right. the show. But let's see what happens. What kind of energy emanates for danger? We got a lot to get to. <laughs> Transition. <laughs> so much to get to. But let's start. You know, like we do. I have to say, Greggy, you know, you send your, uh, in the, uh, it's the messaging client that we use. This time of year, sometimes when you send, this is the news that I kind of saw. Yeah. Kevin, you just missed like a hardcore, like, conversation about you specifically. About your sexuality. You'll have to listen to the uh, episode. You went to the bar for love a giant love, beer. Love is love, is love, is love, is <laughs> love. And this beer is full. And I'm back, baby. <laughs> There he is, danger, exuding oh that BDN. Yeah. Um, let's now talk about the show. Okay. We're going to talk about things that we're feeling gay for in 2022 here in the middle of Boys Town. But before we do that, let's hit the news. Well, just maybe let's, uh, a little bit of all of us. You know, everyone's a little good. Ah. That's right. That's an ally. Oh, my point was... Sometimes when Greg sends the news rundown, it's like, this sucks. And, like, Mark and I will privately text about Greg's, like, news rundown. It's like, right, where does text. he get off even thinking yeah. this is news? We do, like, a 20-minute back and forth about it. But this time, Greg, it was like, this is a real good beefy news. You got to stretch in OTA season. Uh, some of it's unfortunate news, but it is beefy. It is meaningful. Uh, news by its nature is, is something that you don't know and probably find unpleasant, typically. We so used to, <laughs> back in the day, when we did three shows a week in OTA and minicamp season, oh. and we were writing articles like minicamp takeaways, winners and losers from minicamp, we were stretching. And now we don't do almost any news from minicamp of, like, who's a starter and who's Thank looking God. good. We've, we've given all that up. Well, save it for another episode of This Guy Gets It with Mark Sessler, because that, that's a great app idea. Yeah, that's two from now. I'm, I'm starting to work. I'll write that up, and I'll get that to you Thank soon. Thank you. All right, let's get to the news. Let's start with the Rams. They've done it again. Signing big deals with their greatest stars, locking them up for another Super Bowl run to come. Let's uh, do it in order in which they occurred. The Rams restructured Aaron Donald's contract. We, you know, we went through the old process of, Oh, is he going to retire? Is it? But no, he was never going to retire. He just wanted a raise. And guess what? He got a raise. An extra $40 million over the next three seasons. Keeps him on the field. And it makes him the highest paid 
defensive player in football, which is bang, exactly where he should be, where he should be, and it pays him like a star quarterback, which makes sense. And then two days later, Cooper Cup signs a three-year extension, the star wide receiver. Uh, it's essentially a new five-year, $110 million deal. Puts him in that category of the highest paid wide receivers in football, $22 million a year. Coming off an all-world season. So here we go, Greg, and people are going to uh, hem and haw and get all fired up about the Rams' salary cap situation. But at the end of the day, they know what they're doing. They've proven it. And they are getting into bed with two guys that are cornerstones. No pun of intended. The Lombard, what did I say? <laughs> the Ricky broadcast. could not <laughs> stop for Of the Super Bowl championship. <laughs> uh, the, the That's going to be Erica's job this episode, just to point out anything like. <laughs> sounds vaguely. Getting unrelated. into bed with two guys oh. during our broadcast? That's perfect. That's yeah, on point. You did that on, on purpose. Topics. I did not. I did oh. not, but that's where my mind's at. Yeah, exactly. In West Hollywood. The, the Donald deal is the, one of the crazier deals, and it makes sense because he's maybe the greatest football player ever, one of the best football players All ever, right, one Brady. of the best defensive football You're going players. Hard. You're he's going in the hot. mix, I'm just saying. Um, but to get more than $30 million a year where you didn't even get any extra years tacked on, it was just like, we're going to give you more money. Here's you know $10 million more a year. Here's you know basically $100 million guaranteed. It's basically like a a two-year deal but it's just a sign that like the teams with the owners who have a ton of cash have a huge uh, advantage because uh, everyone's like how does this all work with the salary cap it's just because you're giving them cash St- Stan Kroenke's just got cash to burn he's just throwing money away lately he really uh, is uh, he, he, I'm not being real about it but like their signing bonuses <laughs> that they can give and just spread the money out like the Giants can do that. They're, you you got a broke owner. You know the the Steelers can't do that. You got the Titans can't do it. They couldn't do the deals that Cooper Cup and so Aaron Donald can make. This is not necessarily a good thing because it's true. It's not I think a it's great fine thing for the future of the league. I think it's well, fine. I just don't understand what the salary cap is at this point because the Rams have three players that are making each making over $25 million. <clears throat> I'm getting like a I'm getting upset about the it. Cap with <laughs> the signing bonus and you could prorate it and it's this thing this is the these deals are going to be the one that make it the talking point now because now everyone's fighting about it i saw andrew brandt went on pat mcafee's show and then they were bagging on uh pelicero who came on good morning football this morning to like defend himself that the salary cap does matter but what it comes down to like the very like from what i understand cap over cash if you are a rich owner who's willing to spend and take a risk on not getting caught with a horrible contract with your great stars if they fall off, you could spread out that that bonus money and then your cap will be okay. By the time you get to five years from right. now, how big right. is the salary cap going to be? But this is not new. But however, Washington Greggy, and Dallas were doing this 25 years right. ago. This is not a new thing. However, That's all I'm saying. And this comes from someone who's a big baseball fan who's seen the disparity in salary caps, even uh, in salary, even as a Yankee fan, has had a negative effect on the sport. Now that like there is, there's a light being shined on this in a different way, it does make me, again, worry about Joe Burrow. It makes me worry about Justin Herbert. What's going to happen for these teams that aren't willing to do the same thing that the Rams are? Right. Football, one of the reasons it's become a national sport where no matter who's playing on Thursday night, it's going to blow the ratings of any other athletic competition out there is because the NFL focused for so long on equitable scenarios between all 32 teams, going back to when there were 28 teams. 
that this is starting to become an issue is not good for football on any level. And I don't think the cap thing is an issue at all, but they do in two seasons from now have 128 million tied up in four players. That said, they look at that, they know that, and they, they know they can manage that. And, and we'll see what those contract situations are in two years anyways. But if they win another Super Bowl, then right. it doesn't matter. And here's None the of this crazy matters. And what's their defense without Aaron Donald? Everything changes. So they but just had to do these things. It's not this thing where it's like, ooh, the bill is going to come due someday. No. You can just keep doing this. The no. Saints have been doing this. That's like, what I was going to say. Like, the Rams are a perfect – I think that's why they're such an interesting talking point with this because they're the perfect example in both directions. They did the same thing with Goff. And they did the same thing with Gurley, and it backfired. True. And you think, oh, if you backfire with these type of deals, you're screwed for five years. F- they won the Super Bowl. So it's like maybe it's just, I don't know, maybe, Greg, because uh, you say you're not as concerned about it, maybe it just comes down to the league is changing, the way players are paid is changing, and teams will adapt because ultimately they are all very wealthy people behind these teams. I hope it does. But – I, my concern is that some teams won't be able to do the things that a team like the Rams. I think can it's do. an edge, but it's it's still a hard cap in some ways. It's not that huge of an edge. Like it's not going to turn dumb franchises into successful ones just because they have an owner that can spend a lot of money. The Donald thing is is unique, but cups cups deal is more him saying like actually I won't try to max out. And these are two players that, like, you can't be wrong on. One of the greatest three defensive players of all time and the best receiver in the league last year. It's like injury. you can't really be wrong. Injuries, yeah, injury right, and it's football. I, did you listen crazy. to the latest episode where <laughs> right. this guy gets it? I think we've covered that topic in a rich fashion. So. Cup's deal reminds me more of a little bit like Rob Gronkowski's deal he signed early in his career that he regretted. Like, And Cup's getting 75 guaranteed. That's second or third among receivers, so he's happy. But he he didn't try to break the bank with this. If anything, his deal will look below market sooner than later. But is there a better place to be than to be in Los Angeles to have a team that's going all in year after year and like to do it here in California and having won a Super Bowl too? I mean, it feels like they just have everything it's going a, for them. They have Sean McVay, who everyone loves and adores, and like you know, he just got married and he's eating Lombardi cake at his wedding. <laughs> and really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh God, and Odell, Odell Beckham Odell Jr. is crashing his wedding, and like he's gonna resign for sure. This team feels like it just has that like it factor. And then to you got it. the Chargers, who are a really fun, exciting team on the rise. Uh, it's it's a good mm. time for LA football. But it's a, to, to your point, that's a pretty big difference in ownership. And we're about to talk about like another part of the Walmart dynasty, which Stan Kroenke <laughs> is too. He married into it. He was already rich, and then he married into Walmart. That's such a great uh, move. And that is such a difference between <laughs> them and the Chargers. Such a great move. The Chargers are essentially what the Jets used to be in Giant Stadium. And they're a family-run operation that's never really made their own money. You know, they came from the... So if there ever was going to be a dichotomy, it's those two L.A. teams. Because uh, the Chargers, I don't think, have a lot of cash. Truth, bro, truth. All right, let's... Uh, that was a weird transition. I loved it. No, it was great. A+. plus. But it is true. I'm feeling good bro. about your Celtics, Greg. Celtics in five. Celtics in five now. I think six. Ew, I hate I'll this. I'll take whatever. No. I'll take whatever. All right, we got you. This story's not going to go away. And you and you could say you're sick of the story, but facts are facts and and things keep coming out and it's just important and to the NFL season to come and that's what we're doing here to talk about this stuff. The New York Times reported Tuesday that 
Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson booked massage appointments with at least 66 different women over 17 months from the fall of 2019 through the spring of 2021. The list of 66 includes the 24 women who have filed lawsuits against Watson, including two in the past week, a woman who sued Watson but then withdrew the complaint, two women who filed criminal complaints against Watson but did not sue him, and list at least 15 therapists who issued statements of support for Watson at the request of his lawyers, at least four therapists contracted with the Texans, and it goes on and on and on. And this is, Connie, this is a situation here where it's like the New York Times and Jenny Varentis, who's an excellent reporter, mm-hmm. not just a great NFL reporter, just a great reporter, and that's why she ended up at the Times, the gray lady, as it's known. <laughs> um, they're doing the work. They did the work that the Browns supposedly said they Right, did. the due diligence that the Browns said that they did, and now these two other lawsuits just came about. Like, shouldn't this be enough? Just based on, I texted you guys about the last episode and Greg outlining exactly what some of the suits say. And just like hearing that language is jarring in and of itself. Like it feels like it's a violation to just hear about it. Shouldn't that be enough? The fact that Deshaun Watson booked appointments with 66 women from 2019 to 2021. He said that it was only 40. Okay, fine. 66 women. And then the fact that in this New York Times article that the Texans supposedly were helping with NDAs and basically providing a safe space for this to happen. Shouldn't this be enough? When you read the latest suit from the 24th woman, it's appalling. Like, I don't even want to say the things that happened because I don't even feel comfortable saying it on a mic for a for a national news network because it just feels wrong. And shouldn't that be enough that it is uncomfortable to even talk about the details surrounding these cases? Why is he not suspended yet? Why is he being awarded the largest contract to play? Why is there a bidding war for his services when he is out treat this is a pattern this is not a one-off this is multiple started too the reporting women. is revealed yeah you can't tell me that this is just like a coincidence that this is like a money grab this is not and this is a total violation and it's a slap in the face to women across society basically not even just like nfl fans it's just like being a woman in general and hearing about this, and it's just gonna keep happening. New updates, new suits, anything. And it's just, it's a lot to, to hear about and now to have to talk about because it's my job. I, it's infuriating, quite frankly. And there have been so many times where I say, I don't wanna talk about it because I don't want these feelings to bubble up. But I am so angry. I'm so angry at the Browns, at the NFL. He should be suspended. Full stop. Yeah, it is absolutely sickening, and and you absolutely hit the nail on the head. As a woman, not even an NFL fan, as a woman, to to be reading, you know, comments, and of course there are trolls, but there are a majority of people who feel differently than we do. And to me, that is so that's sickening in the acts itself as well, because it is just like everywhere we turn, it is a constant you know, battle to deal with yourself when you're reading this and you're looking at how people, I mean, you are showing us who you are when we're reading these comments and you think we don't know who you are 
but it is like so hurtful. And I've looked at something that that in his contract, the reason why the Browns became, you know, part of the race for Deshaun Watson is because it almost was like his agent had written that contract. There are like no voids. There are all these different type of things that these other teams that were in the race for him dropped out because it was essentially like Watson's agent wrote it. So looking at this and his contract, he's he, he really kind of is bulletproof still to this day. And to that itself is is makes me sick to my stomach. The, the, the way he's not, though, is if they suspend him. And I think that's why the right. timing and the details in this article are so important. The public pressure that has come up the last three weeks. Kevin Stefanski has spoken, the, the Browns coach, on Wednesday in each of the last three weeks. On each of those Wednesdays, the day before, there was a major Deshaun Watson development. We, we've talked about him on this show. It was the HBO, um, then it was the extra civil uh, lawsuit, and now it's this reporting. And I do think the timing should influence the NFL's suspension. So not only are the Texans now being brought into this lawsuit, uh, according to Tony Busby, the the lawyer who's representing uh, all the women in this case, they're now suing the Texans as well, which adds you know, a whole other wrinkle to it. But the details that are coming out and I think absolutely provides public pressure, and that's what good reporters and good media work can do. And I think the NFL responds, unfortunately, to public pressure and PR more than anything. And the fact that this is all happening now to me is is very meaningful because frankly that 24th uh, claimant which was very tough to to read about it really wasn't that different than if you read them all and that's kind of what i said this whole time like read all the reporting from jenny read all the the cases if you want or don't talk about it but if you're going to like read all the cases it really wasn't that um different than most of them it's just part of a pattern And, and so but i do think like this happening now is gonna really make a difference and i was it's so hard to guess, but I just feel like he's going to be suspended long, longer than I thought he was going to be a few months ago. We'll I'm with you. I think there's true. there's been a quickening on that front. And I, to your point, Erica, at this point, if you're the Cleveland Browns, you've completely lost your identity and your North Star and, and what, whatever it was you were hoping to do with all this. Um, it's incredibly cynical. It's left a, a dark blanket and aura over the entire offseason and going forward because the story is not going away. And I've tweeted a few things lately, you know, have been a Browns fan, was a Browns fan since sixth grade, which was a million and a half years ago. And I feel so comfortable totally abandoning everything that they stand for at this point. But there are, like with any fan base, when you tweet something about that, a massive group of people that come at you telling you that you know mm-hmm. you're not a guy you're not a real guy if you've jumped ship because you don't have any fortitude just stick with it stick the course be a real fan utter nonsense and it's like to greg's point i don't think that many of these people have and it's not just men it's it's female browns fans too and at this point i feel like there's a complete disconnect with reality and that that portion of fans that are on that and it's like to greg's point go read what this case is about Victim by victim. And, sig- and I just, one other thing, like, and I won't get into, like, the graphics of everything, but just, like, a few things that popped out to me reading the 24th suit here, just about how Watson's tone became more aggressive as he repeatedly made demands about where he should be massaged and how that he kept... P- 
piercing eye contact with the masseuse as she was clearly uncomfortable and then even worse things after that like in times like these I just so desperately wish that Wes was here so I could hear yes. what he had to say because I know what he would say about it but I just I wish I could hear it and there is a and Mark you're dealing with that and that's very true Colleen Wes would be on fire about this and rightfully so um, there's a segment of the fan base Cleveland fans that just want this to go away so they can get back to having their new superstar quarterback and that's the Browns as an organization that they were expecting this to kind of blow over and um, it hasn't blown over at least not yet and we'll see it does it doesn't and, and it would have it would have if he just uh, offered some level of contrition and settled the cases I mean that's the thing he he could end this all right. pretty quickly he'll still get suspended the same amount but if he if he wanted to end it he could end but it's it. almost like more he's, or less whether he's that's it, from his perspective not. he's in too deep now right. because he's been playing this game for so long the Browns are in too deep. Like, it makes me wonder, are the Browns internally how they actually feel about this right. now? Well, that's why I brought up Stefanski. He's, right. he's had these press conferences, and he's so uncomfortable about it. And he, he's, you can almost just see in his face realizing, like, this is my life now. They, you know? they yep. completely – we talked about it the day it happened on uh, March 17th, I think it was. Like, wow. that the Browns completely are missing the boat of what this actually means. Mm -hmm. What What this means – for the team, what this means morally, what this everything it changes everything about the Browns and and by the way, that's where we are now. So is Deshaun Watson, totally removed from reality. There has not been one word, one syllable out of his mouth that suggests authenticity or accountability on any level. He seems completely removed from the entire situation and what this means for his own life. All right, let's take a break and we'll hit some more news. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, we're back. Let's get to more news. The Denver Broncos announced Tuesday night that the team, you know, I didn't start my little timer. And I can't help it. Our erstwhile producer, Ricky Hollywood. I just was like, you got to start. Hey, hit your timer, baby. Yeah, hey. I can't help it. Once, once you Let have been in the, in the arena, you're always a player. It's muscle memory. <laughs> you never leave the arena. I, I can't. The Broncos can't announced Tuesday night that the club and the Walton Penner family have entered into a purchase and sale agreement to acquire the team. The Walton Penner family is now set to acquire ownership of the Broncos from the Pat Bolin Trust, pending approval of the NFL's from the NFL's finance committee and at least three fourths of the owners. Uh, the winning bid bid was for kind of in the realm of what our new deal with NFL is four point <laughs> six five billion, according to NFL Network's James Palmer. This is one of those like. Team, these teams now, like the Rams, that are going to be able to do that cash over cap stuff, and it just makes me think, like with Russell Wilson's contract coming up, it, it's a, it can be a lot less complicated now for them that they can just give him a monster signing bonus, spread it out in a way that the Bolins could not. Like this is proof that any owner who's not really doing a good job, fans should be like, just sell it, bro. 
or or <laughs> you just like get your billions. Get you you could you could sell it for four billion. So if you don't have the money, like go sell your team because four point six five billion is outrageous. Like the Bolins makes a like what was happening within their family makes Succession look like My Little Pony or something. Like, and yet it wor- could not have worked out any better uh, for them. And I think if, if you're a Broncos fan, ultimately you're happy because this ownership group, according to Forbes, is five times richer than the second richest NFL owner. They've got 70 to $90 mil- billion. Dollars. Like this was a Broncos you are feeling no pain right now. You uh-uh. have Russell Wilson on a really strong roster and you just got bought by a mega rich double oligarch scenario. Walmart money. Like, Bang. I think Greg naturally underrates the competitive nature of My Little Pony to some degree. That was a bit of a bizarre <laughs> comment by him. But I would say this, a lot of times when a new owner comes in, if you're the head coach, if you're anyone in the organization, you're thinking potential overhaul. Not this time though, this is one yeah. If you were Vic Fangio and they kept you one more year, you're out of there, baby. But Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, it's a great time to take over the team, to provide stability, and it's a good time to be Nathaniel Hackett. Double a few oligarchy. things. <laughs> yes. Ooh. I wonder if this means that they'll get a new stadium. It did catch on fire earlier this year at one point. That's but nice. That seems possible. It's only like nice little take there. The it's a little search. weird that, that the Walmart family owns most of the Denver sports teams because Kroenke owns a couple of them. Yeah. Too, so Walmart's just like putting and their stakes down, but it's what's ownership. so wrong with Walmart, and anyways? What was that? also the uh, one member of the ownership group that is not connected to the Walmart money, Melody Hobson? Um, she's married to George Lucas, which I thought oh, was yeah. interesting. And they might bring wow. in Peyton Manning, yeah. you know, as like a Don't. partial small Don't. ownership. Peyton Manning that advised the Jets to hire Adam Gase. Let's, you know, we don't need Peyton Manning in an advisor <laughs> role. Just stay in your little booth with your brother and let's fly. Not right. George Lucas's first wife, by the way. He went through a rocky divorce uh, many years ago. Thank you. We'll have to Star offline Wars about pop. that. Mark's always got to get that Star Wars. It's pop. Are you it's one of those that. weird, um, like, divorce pop fans like that has, like, opinions on the wives of the creators? Like, you, you have opinions on. George Lucas. She actually like Paramours. edited Star Wars, Greg. She was like a high octane oh. film professional. Oh, so. oh not nice try, Greg. Yeah, when it can be a positive opinion. When Colin brought it up that it was his wife, Mark visibly rolled his eyes because you had those facts and you were like, I have to get well, those He was wearing sunglasses. I did not roll yeah. my eyes. I thought <laughs> um, was, that was a nice note by Colleen. In other news, Washington <laughs> Command. What is with the Washington Commanders? Why is everything oh. so messy with the Washington Commanders? Defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio apologized on Wednesday after he called the January 6th, 2021 riots at the U.S. Capitol a, quote, dust up. And I could throw the sound of Jack Del Rio um, explaining his thoughts. And and you, if you want to seek it out, read it. And I'm not here to tell you what, what to think about Jack Del Rio's comments because you already live in your respective echo chamber on this. But my bigger point is, like, Man, the Washington football team, even though they are getting ready, they're starting, they're starting to get ready to take command. <laughs> they also don't seem to ever get past the point of like being totally locked in on ball and the organization. There's just distractions forever with this team. No, me and Jack Del Rio have a hard out at 5 p.m. for the insurrection hearings today. So, like, I can't. This we got to wrap this pot up soon. Yeah, it came from Del Rio's Twitter account, which 
Uh, it's not the first time he's made news with his Twitter account. None, none of this, these opinions that he has are surprising coming from him. And they're not that exceptional from NFL coaches. I would say more than not, there's more Jack Del Rios than not um, among NFL coaching. Now, they, many, they keep the opinions to themselves and they don't go as hardcore because uh, it creates a problem with your players um, that you might not really respect them that much when it comes down to it and uh, I think that's why he had to apologize but it, it had some real repercussions already politicians in the Virginia area who were not too excited to help contribute public funds were saying like yeah we're not contributing public funds to this commander's new stadium a because Daniel Snyder is a billionaire and they're a mess and we're bringing them <laughs> up to the Congress in a couple weeks anyways and B because of this guy Jack Del Rio now they might just be using that as a convenient excuse they probably weren't getting that money but it's like uh, well, Jack Del Rio stepped in well, the fact so that he had to apologize like he's being used as a puppet in political talks which is whatever but that's part of the problem it's like you're the DC you're the defensive coordinator, dude. Pipe down. Get out of the way. Like, why are you bringing your attention to yourself and creating this distraction for the team? Well, a Virginia state senator literally called his comments the nail in the coffin on right. those stadium talks. Now, I agree. That's been politicized. Uh, but Jack Del Rio was overtly um, in writing against um, Colin Kaepernick's protests from 2016 Well, that's on. what this was about. That's what well, his well, comments were about. Well, he was diminishing everything that happened uh, two summers ago. Uh, after uh, George Floyd was murdered and saying like that the reaction to that um, he was making an analogy to it and I'm sure that's not going over well with a lot of his defensive players. Well, well I think that, I think that ownership probably came to, someone came to Jack Del Rio and said you better apologize now because you're not special enough at what you do to be walking around trumping those comments around. Alright. Let's move on. Finally Darius Leonard will undergo back surgery. Colts star linebacker expected to return during training camp. They believe Leonard will be ready for the regular season. Uh, you may remember that Leonard is also recovering from an ankle injury that needed surgery. So he's beat up, all pro linebacker. Uh, that's been just a linchpin of their defense for years now. You hope that he's going to come back 100% because the Colts will need him, Erica, at 100%. He's got to bring Erica back in the show. Yeah. Darius Leonard. Yeah, no, I mean, I really, that was actually something in the next segment that I was going to talk about. I'm pretty gay for the Colts this year mm. with Matt Ryan and Pittman coming off his nice first 1,000-yard first season. Wait, are you stepping on that one or you'll you just skip on this no, one? No, 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 I got plenty. One. I got plenty okay. of them. So I'm excited to see Matt Ryan in this Colts offense, and hopefully, you know, Leonard is there to contribute to, I think this is going to be a real upgrade for the right. team. Dan was talking about how, like, he has these 20 minute long text threads with Mark where he complains about what <laughs> level of news I'm bringing. And I thought about that before I threw in the Darius Leonard back surgery. Cause we're not just doing every little injury. And I'm thinking, Dan's thinking, hey, we want to have fun at the Pride cast. Right. Like, do we really need to talk about surgery? And it had to be like a high bar to get over level. it. And the oh. fact, the fact that it's Darius Leonard and it's happening in June, right. you, no one wants to have June surgery. That's a surgery you were trying to avoid and it's your back and it's coming off of an ankle surgery. This this is their best defensive Nobody player. This is Michael a Michael Thomas surgery. Whatever I they're saying, insight. like we hope he's ready for the season, he's probably not going to be Tom's ready for the season. Okay, so here's the thing. 
The ankle, it was fixed. He had that surgery last June, and it lingered a little bit. The problem was he was not feeling functional movement in the ankle, so it's not like it was an ankle injury. Functional movement. Just the full functionality of the ankle wasn't there. So I know I did a little bit. How much comes from uh, the spine? How much comes from nerves? So so that's what the back surgery is. What they're thinking is it was a nerve Nerve. in his back that was causing the ankle to not have full function functionality. So now, hey. hopefully, it will all be good. Hey! Yeah. He's going to miss some training camp, guys, but he'll be back for the timetable, officially, is he'll be Clears back the for the start of the easily season. easily, because is he a top 10 most important player defensively in the AFC? Yeah. I think yeah. he's in that He guy. was still that like team? a first-team All-Pro last year with the lingering ankle injury. Would you like to come on This Guy Gets It yes. uh, one of these right. weeks with that kind <laughs> of announcement? I, guess, I always thought they were just kind of like fireside. FDR Well, it's, a, it's about a 30-second long pod, yeah. so she'd have about maybe eight seconds to like wait. Like an NPR-type sure. clip. I got it. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'm on. I feel like you could be, um, I don't know if you want to go to medical school or whatever, but there is an angle there. I did want to be a neonatologist like a, when I was little. Like a medical Whoa. doctor <laughs> expert when it comes to football stuff. Wait, what kind they of? use guys that aren't very good at it, like that guy who got well, women uh, disbarred too, Greg. that yeah. worked for the Chargers. Yeah, there's a few. Women can oh, be doctors, too. The long, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what do you want to be? So I wanted to go to medical school and be a neonatologist, which is what like is a, ba- a baby doctor. Baby. For oh. like, yeah. Uh-huh. Work in the NICU That's or whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, anesthesiologists make how much money? So then I went to the, that route. So then uh, I went into sports. And here I am at the NFL <laughs> Network. Dan just revealed that he, he never went to like the neonatal uh, thing. He was too worried about the podcast. He wasn't trying to look at I the was pictures like, Honey, of let his... me know when the baby's at home. <laughs> I got to go make cry? a football Good. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I need a ride. Take an Uber. <laughs> That's what's happening in the news. <laughs> Love you, baby. Um, all right. First of all, I want to apologize to uh, my brother, Kevin Danger Hansis. Now that he's here. We haven't brought him up once. Um, when I was a young man in my adolescence, uh, Kevin and I shared a bunk bed. He was top bunk, I was bottom bunk. And you know the old Malcolm Gladwell theory? 10,000 hours is the magic number for greatness to like know how to get great at something. 10,000 hours. To be an expert. To be an expert. For me, I gained my 10,000 hours throughout my adolescence and into my 20s listening to WFAN, uh, mm. the sports radio titan in New York. And to get to that number, uh, that required the clock radio next to my bed playing overnights no. with Joe Beningo, with the schmoozer, Steve Summers. And my brother, six years younger than me, so I'm, let's say I'm 15, he's nine, uh, he was subjected to WFAN his entire uh, youth uh, all the way until I went away to college. And um, I just want to use this platform, uh, Kevin, I'm going to hand you the mic, to apologize for putting you through that. Because I understand that it helped me get to the 10,000 hours, and really in a lot of ways, and I mean this sincerely, I don't think I'm here right now if I wasn't that in love with the idea of Sports Talk Radio. Uh, But maybe it was at your expense. And I I just want to say I'm sorry and I love you. Dan, uh, I'm proud of you where you are. And uh, I feel like we did that together. 
<laughs> and uh, that being said, Sports Radio 66, <laughs> The Fan, WFAN, New York. Every night. Every Kevin night. Danger Hanges, everybody. Hey. Hey. Added the County Crows round here. Okay, that you oh, should apologize for more, I that feel 10, like. 10,000 yeah. hours didn't get you anywhere, the County Crows August, business. But uh, August and everything after, I stand by the record, and I, I, I feel like... I have nothing to apologize for. That was so beautiful. As like in sync, This I Promise You, which I want to be my wedding song, and Jet said absolutely not, was playing, but you like apologized and I like felt emotional. Like I really liked that. Maybe Counting Crows. Yeah. Like having you put a ring on it, like what's going on here? I know. What are you waiting for here? I I was like, wait, aren't you married? And then I forgot. No, you just. No. So that's how I got here was she ran away and came back without a ring. Right, right. So now I'm the producer. Justin, let's not talk about the sanctity of marriage. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It means more to to some than others. Yeah. 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 Well, you're up to over there. Yeah. Um, Tearing down the walls. No, I think in the next year. I think in the next year. It's not. I would not delay this. It's not an exciting story. It's not an exciting story. She is getting her doctorate in physical therapy. She's in school in a three-year program. Look at it. I just I don't Listen, need, I don't she, need to cut you off, okay? And you, mansplain you're here. You're mansplaining in the of on my podcast. Down, I need to tell you something. <laughs> don't I wait. I need to tell wait. you something. I gotta talk to you. Okay. If you are with somebody who's super hot, as I was in my dating years, and amazing, and better than me, and still are. Yeah, and still remains. You gotta put a ring on it, because if she meets some fancy, you know, lady doctor or whatever. <laughs> Neonatologist. If you don't get the ring on before that happens, it's a wrap. You gotta get the ring. So you're saying I'm batting way out of my league, is what you're saying? I think you're hot and cool and funny and smart, but, but I would Jets not. Way I would not mess around. But with Jets this. way better. Okay, listen to me. I would not mess Jet around. Jet said she does this. not want to be planning a wedding while in school. She said that if we get engaged in the next year, we can do a two-year engagement. How much are, of this are we cutting out? <laughs> no, no, we can we're leave keeping it all. all of it. We can leave it all. <laughs> what Dan just said to Erica. Let's keep it. This this has been like the most anti-pride part of the episode somehow. I don't know how. Yeah. No. 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 I just keeping it real. We're keeping we, it real we on are, the pride. Camp. We are. Uh, I'm, I have the funds for the ring put aside. We are ready to go. She just wants a, a two-year engagement because of school. So by next year, we will be engaged. Does Dan's analysis strike any fear in you, though, that maybe she would? Not even you know, fear. No, no, no. She no. wants fear. a two-year oh, engagement. Sort of no, she so much she doesn't want a long engagement, and she's in school for the next two oh, years. Okay. So she's like, I cannot plan a wedding while I'm in school, getting her doctorate with all those hot lady doctors. Where I came doctors. from, advice friend to friend, was that out of bounds in your opinion? Um, I think that what I see happening here a little differently is that Erica is working with Jet's career and wishes to some degree versus like dropping an ultimatum by the time she gets home tonight, which could go south. I think ultimatums don't typically work. I, well. I don't think your advice is, is misguided or it's coming from a good place. I just enjoyed your backpedaling and explaining to her why she's such a good catch. That was yeah, my you're favorite like, part. We all you're know. hot and smart we and talented and I love you. We all know. <laughs> cue cards. Yeah. Backpedaling cue cards. We all know. Hot, smart. Funny. We all know I'm batting out of my league. And uh, I, I'm good, trying my hardest uh, to lock it down, I promise. I love you, Erica. You guys are the best. I love Colleen's you. Like, I wish that you. she just like landed in the helicopter across the street, and that was the whole proposal right here on the Pridecast. I know. But maybe next year. You know, fun fact, I actually thought about when I first met her for the first time, Lakeisha was like, thank God you were with her because this the last one was a total disaster. And then mm. I even said, me and me and Jet were talking one night that the perfect person that we would want to ask to marry us would have been Wes. 
Oh, isn't that amazing? Yeah, he would have been great. He would have been so good. He and he thought it. Jet was better than me. But too, not Dan so. Greg or Mark. I, no. Listen, no. I don't. I do not stand by this narrative. Jet is better. She literally is. No, she, she's right. She's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we take a break, um, this is the Pridecast. What are we doing after the podcast, by the way? We're going to go to the Abbey, to where the, the male dancers are. I'm going to get Kevin a little loosened up. You get danger loose? Oh, we're getting dangerous. We're getting dipped into the culture. We're getting we're, dipped no, into we're, the culture, we're baby. Dunked. Doused into the culture. Do I remember? Anything Doused. could happen. Five years ago at the Super Bowl in Minneapolis, I pitched an idea about scuba diving and you guys making your picks in the aquarium at the Mall of America. And all the suits at NFL said yes. And you know who said no? Mark. I'm not taking my shirt off and getting in that water. You're getting in the water today, big boy. Oh. That was a long oh, time ago. Wow. I, 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 my world has changed. I loved it. Also, I'm sure that story is half no, correct. Did you say that was a long time ago? My world has changed. Yeah, let's <laughs> dig into that. No, because he's hot. He like he's lost he's, weight. He's, he's wearing aviators. Now, yeah. yeah, he's, he's like, no, I, still, I, I care oh, about almost nothing at this point. Beach so. body. Yeah, he, he's not. See, I don't think it's about. I don't think it's about being afraid to take off a shirt. I think he's saying he fears nothing. I just don't right. care. I also know probably the driving force behind that, and we would have shared Mark's opinion was like, we're not doing all that for something barely anyone's going to watch. That's right. much that more where our, I was coming from that with you. Like I remember it. Scuba right. diving shirt. You, you guys yeah. were cutting fish. You did that. Remember at the aquarium? That was a hideous experience. And then, and then who ended up on NFL Network because of their segments, okay? So, yeah, you can put me in your little tweet next time, they Greg. They on NFL Network? They did. Erica, You're let's, welcome. Let's pace ourselves with the airing of grievances. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we take a break, um, it is the Pridecast. I would like to share my definitive straight cisgender power rankings of greatest queer icons. Oh, perfect. You guys interested? Yes. Wow. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. Question of course. Of yeah. course. If number I'm not five. number one, I swear to God. Number five, Judy Garland. Okay. How, Classic. Thank you. Danger. Judy Garland, uh, so iconic that once upon a time, kind of slang for if you're gay, oh, she's a friend of Dorothy. Hmm. Such an icon that a, a new gay icon, at least to, to me, Rufus Wainwright, one of my favorite uh, musicians, like does entire albums just being Judy Garland and does con and sells out big places doing that. There you it's go. Still, it's that. still happening. He was on my also receiving votes list. So oh, that's Wainwright. nice. Okay. I wouldn't have expected nice. him to make Danger? this list more. She's also a TCM, Turner Classic Movies Star of the Month. Check it out. <laughs> wow. Uh, my brother works for a basic cable channel. Uh, <laughs> number four. Gaga. Yeah. Let me, let me, by the way, flag any of these if you don't think they're good I, ones. Well, she's an ally. Right. She's, she's not, not gay, though. Gay. I mean, um, well, let's not put labels on is. things. That's okay. true. She's That's an true. icon. She's married to a man. Icon. Icon. icon in the, in the eyes too. of that she is. she is. I get it, but in an ideal world, maybe you would... You don't know. tell about your ideal world. Like, this also, is my list, baby. Isn't it a scale? Aren't we all gay, Greg? That's right. right. That's true. I told I, Colleen we're making out this weekend at the Pride Parade. That was, I think Erica said that on our episode last year, yeah. and I agree. We're, we're all gay here. Okay. So stop judging my list based okay. on what okay. people's okay. That's fair. Judgment -free sexual zone. preferences are. Number three, Freddie Mercury. Okay. okay. Yeah. A, man, a man who um, never came out publicly. However, I mean, iconic. For sure. And he didn't, yeah. For sure. Total icon. It's a good one. Number two. Listen, I'm going to stand by this one, and it's maybe men of a certain age or people of a certain age. Mm -hmm. Madonna. Absolutely, Madonna. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing about Madonna. Born in 1980, the only 
um, window I had to queer culture as a like younger person that wasn't the um, stereotypical was played up for comedy was Madonna and some of those videos and like her Truth or Dare documentary like she is you want to talk about allies she gets a lot of now Madonna what do you think yeah I agree totally she could have been number one honestly fluid introducing fluidity to us at a time we didn't know number one He-Man what (laughs) stupid (laughs) He-Man no what go watch an app I mean, Masters I, I was universe. sure you, just because it was you, we were going to go Elton John, so He-Man's a much better choice. Yeah, much better. He-Man, I mean, my, number my one. basement was riddled with He-Man figures, and I can attest to what you're saying. I think well, that's yeah. accurate. Based on some comments through the episode today, I, it's all checking out. Also receiving votes, John Waters. Shout okay. out, Serial Mom. Johnny Cakes from The Sopranos. No, no. Uh, a lot season of Sopranos. Uh, and uh, Erica Tempos. Thank you. I'm glad to have made the list. Also receiving yeah. votes. Well, yeah. you also received votes. You didn't actually make right. the list. That's true. Right. Thank you. Neither did you, Mark. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, welcome back. Here we go. Let's fly. Stuff we're gay for in 2022. Is this good? Is this I love okay? that. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I do think that <laughs> the community might look for the next list of, you know, gay icons to have more gays and lesbians on the list. You know, I don't want to hear think. Greg's Who like, would you add to the list? Just yeah. saying. It's like, why must like Greg the, course correct literally know. everything that occurs on the show? About you, Greg. I'm just adding that as, as something How to about think this? about. You got a little note card in front of you. I would love I'm your list. I'm not coming up with any list. I want your list. Greg's don't judge another man's list. The tiniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't I, like. There's only like six words. How on can that you too? even read this? That's I what he's like. One through five. Rufus Wainwright. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. I mean, how do you not have RuPaul on there? I'll take that. Oh, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. How do you not have RuPaul? It's like the five do greatest. I not have it's like it's the five greatest list. civil <laughs> rights leaders, and it's like five white guys. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh my God. Dan, I thought you. Is it all out of you yet? Dan, you put a lot of professional effort into that, and I appreciate it. I think we all appreciate, outside of one of us, what you came up with. I, I appreciate it. Lady Gaga. Hey, I'm just come, taking the piss out of him. This come, is the podcast right here. Come from behind the bulletproof glass and join us on the show. I, all right, let's get into it. <laughs> He's Googling, like, um, gay icons. Uh, uh, what people are the of color that are gay. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> You're doing something much more boring. <sighs> let's get into it. What we're gay for in 2022. <laughs> NFL style. Or maybe not NFL style. We're having fun. Connie. Yeah. And I just noticed your shirt. This is the one I wore last year. It's awesome. So it's like the annual Pride Cast shirt. When we were all on our way here, Dan pointed out that it was basically the same thing that happened last year. Beat for beat. Mark got here early. I was stuck in traffic. Same. Um, I don't know what else was Dan. It was late. you and Dan Family were late. Yeah, you were stuck were in traffic. Here. I was sort of in the middle, like 
slightly late, but not not meaningfully. Right. I yeah. appeared 41 minutes early. I was. I also That's ordered perfect. my food ahead of time because I was starving. You know, it's look like, at you, it's a whole thing. and you're gonna leave early too, which you did last. I mean, time, it is. Right? Yeah, Greggy. I'm not leaving early. Greggy, hang out with us. My it's my kid's final day of school, and I have it's other also parents. Also, my last week of that. I have oh. other parents taking them to you this to beach event again. afterwards. Um, but at some point, someone's got to go. Greg is the guy who had kids to simply get out of social constructs yeah. and arrangements. Dan, how did you just notice? I would this rather shirt, hang out with them the than yeah, you. So I'm not even. No, no. You weren't the wearing loud, this earlier. It's the loudest what? shirt that's ever been a shirt. Yeah, it's a nice as one. We started. I uh, did a wardrobe change. You've got wow. rainbow popsicles on there. I like yeah, that. Yeah, there's unicorns. There's love is love. I don't know human bolts. There's a lot of yeah. things happening. All right, here we go. Okay, I'm ready. Connie. Yeah. Get us going. Okay. What are you gay Things for I'm gay for in 2022. <laughs> TweetDeck and Wes's lists that are on TweetDeck because... Oh, okay. I, I like the start. I heard that TweetDeck is going away and I don't know how to save his lists and I live and die by Wes's list. Wait a second. Wait, like, it's going away? It's the only Wait way I watch games. I have an NFL beat writers. I have an NFL national. I have every single division Divisions. that he put together. I have the same thing. And I specifically watch games and bring the lists over so I can see them. Now, John told me that there's some type of hack. I, I didn't Join follow. A. I'm not really sure what it is. I need your help, listeners. How do I save these lists? Because I need them and I want them because I feel like every time I go on TweetDeck, it's still like a little connection so to Wes. I'm gay for the yeah. lists and I need I them that. in my life. I love that. I think our listeners will know a solution. Okay. Because I'm sure there's a, a TweetDeck equivalent out there that maybe you can somehow transfer. I don't know anything, but I what bet they'll to come tweet with it. They got, I guess it's, it's still around away. right now. It's working right now. Man, that's a heartbreaker. Wes huh. would also meticulously update those I know. all throughout the offseason every year. And when he first arrived at the NFL... You know, you'd work shifts together. It'd be as a Saturday where he's like, bro, like, let me send you all these, like, various lists. And, like, 20 minutes later when I'd uploaded his 19 uh, division by division, beat writer by beat writer. Oh, my God. Uh, long form NFL article, tweet yes. deck form. It's like I suddenly was an organized blogger. I don't know what I was doing before he, he that. Had, he did the same thing, too, with RSS feeds back in the day when that is like where we look to find news remember in old um, school internet read later the uh that website as well i feel like west introduced me to that where you can like a list of bookmarks uh -huh. of like oh. interesting things when you're in the middle of the shift and then you go back and read it oh that's like pocket i think pocket probably, yeah. is probably same does the same thing, thing. Yeah. um all right that's good everybody shout out yeah let me Connie know on twitter at colleen wolf with tweet deck replacements all right mm -hmm. let me get uh, a football one out there I'm gay for Baker comeback season. Ooh. I'm all the way in. In light of recent events, I've always thought Baker was interesting, but maybe flawed as a quarterback, right? Talks a lot, gets himself in trouble. But not bad trouble. But he's, a, he's a, as you know, Mark, he's charismatic. And we used to talk about it in the... Uh, like Sam Darnold never said anything, but at least at least Baker was interesting, you know, and he puts himself out there. Now we're in a situation where here's my dream scenario. Deshaun Watson is suspended the entire season, as he should be. A couple of them. Hopefully. Indefinitely. Yeah. You can hit him with that. Hmm. The Browns reach out to be Hang on. Annual tradition. Like sirens clockwork. going by. 
They're like, this tank is so hot, we're preemptively sending ambulances <laughs> in the fire department. Like, get Hose these straights out of Boys Town. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a paddy wagon. Yeah, they're like, come on, boys. Deshaun Watson suspended the entire season. The Browns, this is the dream scenario, reach out to Baker, and they get rebuffed in vulgar fashion. Right? They're like, Baker and his reps are like, get the hell, well, vulgar, get the f- out of my face, okay? I am going somewhere else that's not here. Cleveland, aware it has no moves left to play, releases the, fumber, the former number one overall pick. Now we need a little good fortune to come in, whether it's with one of these teams we keep connecting them with. Seahawks. Or- Seattle or Carolina. Or a team, let's say, it's going to be crazy here, New Orleans, a, a team that's good and has a starter but maybe could upgrade a backup quarterback and opens a window for him if something happens. Lands in a good place, gets an opportunity, and enjoys his best season while the Browns wallow in the mud on the field and off. The Browns, who soured on Baker Mayfield because, according to people inside the building, they wanted an adult in the room. Well, you found a different adult, so go go sit on that, Cleveland. But I would love to see that. I hard root for Baker at this point. Like, wherever he goes is going to be a candidate for the team that I'm most plugged in on. Uh, wow. He will land somewhere at some point. Wow, okay. And I think he's a perfect setup for a comeback player of the year. Because, yes, I think he got on your nerves at times, Dan. And I think he got on a lot of people's nerves. But his level of annoying is so different than some of these other athletes out there that are doing harm and creating issues. Baker Mayfield deserves to land with a team and start swinging his sword. I think the situation that he's in right now and based on the things that have happened in the past with him, he kind of went from one end of the spectrum to the other. There you go. Because it felt like he was, you know, just popping off a little too much about stuff and airing a lot of grievances and maybe saying things that should have just been He needs been to talk a little bit less, yeah. A lot of ads. I mean, the ads are part of it, too. But right. now, seeing the situation that he's in, I think that a lot of people, a lot more people are behind him and would root for mm. him to be a comeback player of the year, to come back and absolutely destroy everyone. They would be, be like, behind him. That would be the best story ever. Like, I would love that, personally. I don't know, man. I mean, he, he was like... The guy that brought out brought out like the anti-vax all-stars oh. when he was like looking for any other NFL player that actually liked him enough to like work out with him and stuff. Yeah, but I feel like Greg, a lot of why are you so against care. me in this I'm episode? Just, I'm just, why is that against you? I'm right. saying like I don't know if he's got a lot of support within the NFL. I think fans. I think he's a compelling. This is character. an all-time uh, contrarian take from Greg. Are you talking like literally the, the whole story in Cleveland is that clearly? When the locker room was divided, which I don't really believe all this stuff. If he, if he was good enough, he would have been good enough. Right. But, like, the whole OBJ-Baker thing, it, it it's a wrap. Like, they were fans of OBJ. He was a great teammate. Like, there wasn't a lot of that for Baker. Like, he has to work on – he's talked about it, that he has to work on, like, getting the trust of other NFL players. I think he's much better, though, at this point than people kind of remember because his highs are very high, his lows are low, but you could see him having right, big-time highs you do understand the again. context of my commentary, right? I was just talking uh, uh, about right. Colleen. Right, I don't so even remember what you said The context of the commentary point. is, like, it would really stick it to his soon-to-be-former yeah. team if he thrived in a new yeah. environment. Yeah, absolutely. Take some of, 
I'm eliminating some of the other stuff. It's not like Baker's an underdog. I was just responding to Colleen that like he's gonna be the people's champion, and I think he's a divisive guy, and he always will be. Like he's a he's kind of a he's got some Jack Del Rio comments out there too in his past. So I think there's gonna be a segment that are always always about Baker, and there's gonna be a segment that aren't. (laughs) All right, he's divisive. I I hope the listeners understand my angle on that, but (laughs) yeah, Greg, you're up. I think they will do. Um, let's go non-NFL. Since you mentioned the, the Celtics, so much heat. The Celtics right. before. Um, I think like with sports, you get like what you put in to the experience of being a fan. And I haven't like I am so gay for this uh, Boston Celtics season. Yes, let's and team. go. In the, season six. Really, the last three years. It was the pandemic that did it for me. And then me and the kids got super into the bubble and. Uh, Sports are, are fun, and I never mind, like, bandwagon fans. Like, bandwagon fans are great because they're not going to get the same enjoyment that the people that have been watching every game, whether it's just that season and the, or the people that have been watching every game for 20 seasons. You really, like, get out what you want to put into it. And I have enjoyed this NBA season so much. We've Like, me as a family, we've watched, like, three quarters of the games together, at least part of it. Like, every playoff game, it's fun experience with them and it's nice that it's not the nfl you dan get on me about the the patriots like that i'm not really a patriots fan anymore and there is some truth to that it's not the same like you're at work like it's distracting i love football and i but i just love it in a different way i love like the players and different teams and rooting for things and i don't feel the same sort of thing about my team the patriots they're still the team i root for more but it's not that like thing that makes you feel like a kid where you're just down to rise and fall with whatever happens and then to go through that with your kids and see them to start going through it and stuff is just so awesome so and just also the chance greg for the new england region to experience another championship would be well i think that's true we've had a uh, it's been been a tough four years here well the celtics have only won one in my like four long years in new england in fairness the celtics have only won one since i was eight years old so i'm just saying it's not like they've been rolling up titles um but you're right the, well, the boston region doesn't yeah. from a national standpoint are they no, the most unlikable seven, but i don't count that i was yeah. six no, seven that's a years Sixers old fan. oh come on dan your rebuttal to everything that greg just I, said my rebuttal <laughs> i feel bad that you were offended about baker i was responding not, to colleen i wasn't even thinking about it everything that greg says i think that's great i know exactly what you're talking about greg that is like i'm watching everyone knows listens to this podcast knows i'm a huge baseball fan the Yankees are 40 and 16, which is awesome. And we'll see how the season plays out down the end. And the Yankees are no one's, just like the Celtics, no one's idea of an underdog franchise. But it was something I grew up loving, and my boys have fallen in love with baseball and watching baseball with me. It's different. And I think it's like when you work in sports, um, like I, lo- I love the Jets just as much as I did when I started the company, but it is different. Like, and uh, once you are in the company, it's different. Once you're working in the league and covering the sport, it's different. So finding that other sport where you have no connection to it professionally, it almost makes it more rewarding and more fun to watch. Can I just ask real quick while we're on Baseball Corner why the Angels decided to play Nickelback for every single player that went to the plate? They were on, and I don't know what happened with the Red Sox and Angels yesterday, but uh, they were on a 12-game losing streak. So they had fired their manager. And it's like one of the reasons I love baseball is like weird, stupid things to try to change the tide. 
So they played like the worst rock band in the last 25 years. <laughs> I had for every walk up to just try to like change the vibe. They lost and didn't score a run. Again? But when they did the Nickelback thing. Oh my yeah. goodness. I know. <laughs> so amazing. they're down. Well, I would have never. You don't pick Nickelback, but you know the Detroit Lions. Mark famously, we covered it on around the league way back in the day. The Detroit Lions once hired Nickelback to do a halftime show on Thanksgiving. So people have been making yeah. these mistakes for a long time. <laughs> I'll throw one out there. Um, this is a projection. I'm more hoping this happens. Uh, the last two seasons have kind of sucked butt for a number of reasons. And Literally, I think that, hey! Well, Corona, right? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm super gay for the Our concept of a season. Actually, we are going to be part of every show as, like, the gay pun. Uh, like, so it could just be, like, the dial in remote. Yeah, that's it. Gay pun on Pudsman. Like, you're, you're like stat boy except for gay puns. Mark, sorry to interrupt, but... She really Sorry, came we're used to it. On that uh, one. I am super <laughs> gay for the idea of a season we're not tracking Corona week by week and having like key players dropped out of the mix and having games on Wednesday night. I mean, last year got us a lot closer to that, and I am guaranteeing that the pandemic never returns right now. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Wow! That's a bar hot. It's take over right there. Pot- <laughs> That's amazing. All right. What do you got for that, Greg? Nothing. Like, well, <laughs> well monkeypox has sort of been. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. not trying to be a contrarian take. I'm just, I'm giving the people my opinion. It just happens that I always disagree with you. <laughs> but you're on, you're on board with that opinion. I like that. Yeah, I that's like a good one. I, I mean, it. I like the hopefulness of it, and I'm, I'm for that. That's a good one. You want a football one? I got yeah, one. Whatever you got, whatever you want. So, Colleen, you're gonna have to brace yourself for this. Uh oh. But I'm actually gay for the Eagles in 2022. Yeah, me too. And I'm sure, but I've been very, obviously didn't really, didn't really care about the Eagles as a Pats fan. And that's the Pats homer in me. Once they beat us in the Super Bowl, us being the Patriots, I have made it my mission to make sure that they suffer. And I don't like it, but, but looking at everything, all the hypes out of your mission. Wait, what kind of impact would you say you've had? Suffer? Yeah. Like, what have you done? I've been like putting. Give me an action step. I've been giving <laughs> batteries to fans as they go into the stadium. No, this is so oh. old. Stop. Oh, Santa yeah. Claus booing you know, and I the have, JD Drew so, throwing batteries. I didn't batteries. know anything about no. Philly sports fans until I met John and Connie. And they're crazy. And now, now I've learned if you really want to get them upset. You bring up the batteries. Like, oh, throw batteries. Oh, boo Santa. And they get so mad. I will lunge across this table <laughs> right now and strangle both but of them. But listen, <laughs> as, as unfortunate, you know, I'm taking a step back. And I and as Greg always tells me, be a professional. Don't just think about the, the Patriots. The Jalen Hurts. Have I ever said that? You have multiple times, actually. So the Jalen Hurts hype is real coming out of yeah, minicamp. Right? Devon coming Smith. Out. Ha- coming out. Thank you, Justin. Nailed hey, it. Um, he had his- Ooh, oh, are you replacing your Erica partner. as the gay pun yeah, I guess actually Justin's too? fine. Well, we'll, we'll see. It makes sense. Someone, someone's got to say something, right? So Devonta Smith had his breakout season last year, right? Now they add A.J. Brown to the list. Oh, and also, let's add Bradbury <laughs> next to Slay. On the D, I'm I am excited. Yeah. Sean Kelly is pumping his fist, and I can actually do a vodka soda. Hassan Reddick. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm excited to see this Eagles team this upcoming year, and I I feel proud of myself for feeling. Can that. I ask you? I have a personal connection with Nick Sirianni. Right, point, we love so. him. We can love I ask him. you a question? Yeah. As you leave the NFL, Ricky. Yeah. What will be your 
like how plugged in will you be on the league of 32? I I think I'll still. Because you were. I'm such I a passion. I mean this in, with all due respect. You didn't you really know much company, about football when you started. You came to the company <laughs> as a Patriots fan. Yes. And then you spent what six years, seven years? Yeah. When you exit the league of 32 company, will you, do you imagine you'll go back more to your viewing habits as? Patriots fan, or do you think now you'll take this with you and just be more into the league of 32? Yeah, that's that's interesting. I think I'll definitely be plugged in. I think my whole Twitter feed is is everyone. Um, I'm really I'm never gonna not be a Patriots fan ever, and that's never gonna change. Um, Mac Daddy's looking good in camp too. <laughs> he's looking pretty thick <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. Oh the way. my God, he lost a little weight and he's yeah. like beefed up. Oh, it's so good. Um, Bill Belichick playing center. Hello, Daddy. Like, let's go. So Zaddy. I'm Zaddy. 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 So I'm excited about the Pats. I'm also L.A., you know, person. I'll probably be plugged in on the L.A. teams just by living here. But, you know. Totally. I don't know. All yeah. right. Connie, give us one more. Okay. Uh, do you want Super NFL or no. my, no. like, Where Jimmy Sweeney Mezcal your heart? crop top? You can do them what? quick. Where's so your heart? You have more than one you like. Well, okay. So I am, like, I'm feeling gay for two running backs this season. Ooh. Cam Akers and Javante Williams. Mm. Like, for Akers, I'm just excited for him to actually be 100% healthy and himself because he had the injury, came back, like, miraculously for that regular season finale and through the playoffs. But like he didn't play his best in the playoffs. He still wasn't right. the same. So I feel like McVay loves him. He's gonna be great for that offense. I think he's gonna do really well. But Javante Williams, like that's my making the leap candidate, gang. Mm-hmm. I'm he with had you on that. Two things going against him last year. The fact that they didn't have a quarterback. Um, so defenses never, never Rude. respected the pass and then also he was splitting carries with Melvin Gordon which can't continue like I would imagine that Javante they see how talented he is and they give him the lion's share of the work but even just PFF looking at his missed tackles the forced missed tackles he had last year 63 of them that was second to only Jonathan Taylor who had the most in the league 66 and you think about all the work that Jonathan Taylor had last year he had 129 more carries than Javante Williams. Javante Williams is going to be a beast if they let him be a beast. Beast? So, like totally that. gay for them. I'll steal oh, yeah. that for making the leap. Okay. That's a great, great. one. That's a, that's a great observation. Can I make a, a I take? did NFL stuff this morning. I'm I, exhausted now. No, the, I, it makes me think about, like, early period Nick Chubb. Yeah. Where, not that they're Nick the same Chubb, player. Nick Chubb, broadcast, like, let's go. This guy's super talented dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... You know, he, he kind of was breaking through. But what if he was made the feature guy? What would happen? And now you put him in a better situation. Yeah. Fa- fantasy hats. And we got the fantasy Heads, extravaganza coming up in a couple months. I feel like he's going to be, Greggy, you built it brick by brick. Roto World. Javante Williams, is he a top 20 pick? No. Well, you could probably check it out there. They've been doing these best ball drafts. I doubt it. Because no, but I'm asking probably no. brick by brick, man. No, because Melvin Gordon's there. Why? Melvin Gordon's great. I mean, great is maybe an exaggeration, but very, very good. So why wouldn't you feature him a lot? You get them both yeah. for fantasy. Isn't there a big difference between those two guys, though, in terms of their ceiling? Yeah, but well, I think I'm someone who – I think them? most – 
running backs. Uh, he is getting taken in the top 20 there. Uh, wow. Dan, 15. Whoa. I would not. I would not want him because I, th I think. Evan it, Silva would like come I after I think you Melvin a Gordon, bit. like people just want to think he's not a good player, but he's good on all three downs. He's good in short yardage. He's good on third down. Like you should. I, I'm sort of of the mind. You should always use multiple running backs if you have them, if you can. But I think you tapped into something psychically, honey. Yeah. I'm with you, and I think it's going to yeah. occur. I mean, how many, not to devolve into fantasy conversation, but it does feel like so many backfields are two-headed now. Right. The so fact that he's still harder. going top 15 is pretty telling. Yeah. I think that tell, yeah, that, exactly. It tells you that there is, what, what is ombudsman pun? No, just keep it pushing. Keep you it can't, moving. Well, you can't do it like inside joke last with a microphone in your mouth. I was talking to Mark. I'm sitting like a foot from her and hearing every little comment, and I'm <laughs> You said two-headed. The mic is hearing everything too. Don't worry. Oh, okay. That's what I. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, two-headed monster know what I mean? in the backfield. Pun on right, right, right. I think that's good to have on. Uh, let's yeah, see what good. else do I got here. Hand. That's a good one though. That was a <laughs> yeah. Connie, that was a good football I one. Did that it. was a good I one. I did it. Because we haven't really talked about him. Right. Mark famously right. Um, was really excited and kicked off our segment here last year by talking about <laughs> Gio, Gio Bernard's yeah. role on third downs. And I asked Mark this week because we had already kind of. That was uh, awesome. Went back right. in memory lane about this. And, I, and I'll ask you here, like, how was Gio Bernard's um, experience for you as a fan? Because you were so excited going into it. How was so it? So fluid, I mean, that I think situation. it totally delivered in every possible way. I don't know why there'd be any question about that. It was. Wait, has Mark had any? Wait, you had one only. Yeah, so it was far. so memorable. Okay. Greg has no concept of no, remembering I remember. it. So. I want um, another. All right, where do I want to go with this? Let's see. Here's my list. Baker comeback season. I have uh, all the Jets are hot now. Uh, Literally? The Athletic <laughs> reported that Mike LaFleur, uh, according to Robert Sala, is way more jacked this year after spending the offseason in the gym. Wow. So he was now, already LaFleur? pretty jacked. Yeah. How is that not a trope? So now we have... That is wait, just No. Now we have quarterback went from 202 to 221 shredded. We got the head coach who's basically, like, one of the hottest dudes alive. And then you have... Even the OC. One of the hottest dudes alive. Cut it. What? You don't think so? Sala? I mean, that's a tie bar there. One of the hottest Robert dudes Robert Sala alive. is top 10 hottest men alive. Well, if it, no, that is so not accurate. Well, well, like it's, if, it's eye of the beholder. But I, I if they play handsome like they did Thank last you, season, maybe, you know, and it doesn't work out, they can come here and sort of have like a all-male review or something. There's the probably Jets 14 hotter guys no, on this boulevard. All the Jets need now, all the Jets need now is for Eric Decker to come out of retirement, <laughs> and it's the hottest team ever. <laughs> anyway, but that's not where I'm going. Uh, let's see. Josh McDaniel's new Zaddy voice. Oh, love it. You guys plugged in on this? Love Do we it. have that, Graver? I have it. All right, let's hear the new Zaddy uh, voice. This isn't coming directly from Josh, but it's from, who is it, Graver? Brandon Bolden speaking on Wednesday. Oh, on how Josh McDaniel's has changed. As someone who used to be in New England, Brandon Bolden, and now he's like, oh, when he was the OC, but now he's the head coach the same he just says it a little more stern now it's like if you was getting babysitted by your older brother and now the parents are nowhere at home you're stuck with your big brother for the weekend it's kind of like that it's amazing wow wow it's that amazing. is great and i was gonna say because i'm the big brother you're just looking for around for danger you lost well, your little we brother danger. we, we danger have lost danger. in fairness you guys have a meeting place for a while. in case you uh, get 
separated. He's gone. Exactly. He's Danger's gone. been up to the bar about five times, but now I don't even see also, him up at the bar. Also, I will say, when I went to the bathroom here, in the mirror, it's carved danger. I swear Ooh. to God. Listen, he's been killing time. So, uh, he the must women's have been here bathroom. earlier. So you All guys, because right. I know you guys have done a lot of pushback on me about Mike McCarthy's zaddy energy, which I'm all in on. But now I'm saying zaddy energy for Josh McDaniels. Yes. You guys buy on this. 100%. 100%. He literally got the keys to the organization. He's walking around making, you know, the tuck rule jokes and all that. He thinks he's the hottest thing ever, and I kind of buy it. I don't know. If, I feel like if it needs to be pointed out that you're suddenly speaking with a more stern voice <laughs> and you're being told that you're just an older brother while the actual parents are away, like... I, it feels a little ironic to me that maybe he's not a total zaddy maybe, checking out 100% Maybe Brandon Bolden was just like making a joke to reporters and like we're gonna, we don't need to dissect everything that they say. Mark, your take, I'm, I'm locked in on a little bit, but I also want to give Josh, you know, we're giving him a shot here to clean up some things. Uh, it's been a little sloppy. Oh, I welcome the transformation. I'm just saying that the way that it was phrased kind of has some qualifiers to it. Right, like he's he's trying to play the part rather than actually is. Like he hasn't spoken with yeah. a stern voice in 49 years, but suddenly now he's in a new role and he's changing his voice. It's like I can think of another coach that went south and changed their voice and took a lot of flack for it I, on the college I like, level. I like <laughs> McDaniels. Wait, who? Wait, what? Notre Dame, Brian Kelly. What other coach? Brian Kelly who goes uh, down and suddenly adopts yeah. a, a country accent. We're just going to leave that there? I think most people know what I'm referring to. Yeah. Right? I'm with yeah, you. Mark's not taking any shit today. I like it. <laughs> I love it. You're talking about Brian Kelly. I am when talking he took about the job. Yes. He had a, like a fake. Where was accent. it? LSU. He yeah, left he goes to Notre Dame and then oh, went and to then LSU. then he was he was like from the Bayou. Suddenly has like a <laughs> thick <laughs> Southern drawl out of hey, nowhere. Yeah. Like that he adopted on the plane ride south. Like so you know. bad. Anytime yeah. that anyone calls you out for like changing your voice or like being something that you're not is not good. Are we talking about Russell Wilson again? Oh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> How'd you know? Uh, I'm going to throw, throw one out just because you're talking like the, the Jets being hotter and, and more fit. And I will show some of my fandom here uh, that I'm gay for Mac. And I'm gay for this Same, totally baby. bizarre Patriots offseason that everyone's hating. Now it's like gone on so long that I'm, I'm countering that. The fact that supposedly at practice they're doing all this zone uh, run blocking stuff and that they're like out of nowhere – adopting like a Kyle Shanahan type Sean McVay offense which apparently Bill Belichick's wanted to do forever but like now there's no guardrails it's just like Bill gone wild like when Josh McDaniels and Nick Casario and everyone else were like well we didn't really have the personnel to do that and you know we're doing this and that now it's like Bill's doing whatever the f he wants he's snapping the center he's putting Patricia a as the play caller he's trying to be like Sean McVay on offense he's got this uh underrated second year quarterback and it all just seems like uh messy in a way that the Patriots never are but I'm embracing the mess I'm I, gay I think it. that's more zaddy than Josh McDaniels uh, changing his voice. Bill Great Belichick point. is in gigantic DGAF mode. Right, exactly. I, I do kind of enjoy it from a certain gigantic. angle. Gigantic. He's like he's like his his um, longtime spouse. For, long. No, this isn't this isn't the truth here. But like, let's just say he had a longtime spouse. He has a girlfriend. We love Linda. But let's say that didn't happen. Where maybe he's embracing new uh, frontiers. Maybe maybe he comes comes here for the pride episode and at 70 realizes to live the way he wants to live go shanahan you know what i'm saying that's a good take because it's way better than the alternative isn't it right <laughs> right but i'm kind of here for it even if it's super messy and it goes like, like horribly i kind of it, it'll, be different. it'll be different 
that Bill fell off, right? It's it's out there as a possibility. But he's got this kid. He's got Mac Jones, who I truly do believe in, um, has a high, much higher ceiling than anyone seems to want to give him credit for. That he could be a top ten quarterback this year. That he could be the next, you know, very good quarterback. Let's go, Mac. One of us. They're playing Sharon Osbourne, Osbourne up Great in this playlist. place. This was a big song Love in, um, you know, around the NFL history because uh, we were once all hanging. Maybe we won't, all weren't there, but we were at the lesbian bar in Indianapolis with the Wesleyan brothers. Oh, good call. And we were just going to guess what's the next song that is going to be played. And I put down. Man, I feel like a woman. This one. No, I put this one down. It was a karaoke, a lesbianic karaoke Song. What if God was one of us? Joan Osborne. The next fucking song. I take all that money. Greg is loose, and we are not legally about allowed to gamble at the NFL Network. <laughs> and I'm drinking water, to be real. But at least it wasn't at a league event. That's true. That's true. Well, well, well why were we in Indianapolis? No, it was a league event. <laughs> Mark, do you, what else do you got, Mark? Uh, I have a personal one that I am very gay for swimming, for aquatics. Like I just joined a pool. <laughs> And I went swimming yesterday for the first time, like in a lap pool, in probably like 20-something years. And it was very full, but it was me. And, uh, you know, you so have to share fitting. the lane with another person. It was a man who was like 88 years old and going like one mile an hour. So I kind of felt bad because I kept like... Him. I destroyed him. But it was like, um, <laughs> I think I have found the thing that I want to do him. with my body for the next like couple I, I of months. Lo- I love it. There is something, there is a pattern emerging, Mark, with you in secondary sports. Where you come on our show Sports. and you explain Sports. Uh, you Sports. were at an event and then you dominated everyone else that was there. <laughs> and there's never any other video or any other evidence out there. And we, we take you on it because you're not a dishonest well, 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 man. Well, the first example but. was I destroyed my nine-year-old in tennis. Do you not find that feasible? I mean, it's like <laughs> I, he had never he'd played twice. No, your wife was involved, as I recall. Oh, I, uh, you did, you she, dismembered she, the entire she family. She with me on a tennis court. I'm merely, I'm merely pointing out that some of these exploits don't have a lot of uh, uh, they're they're not cited with any evidence. What do you want me to do, like uh, the swim thing where you wear a cap and everyone does the same right. motion? Swimming, so I want you in a speedo. Welcome to the YMCA. Swimming, I think for the people that love swimming, it's almost like a religion. It's very peaceful. It's probably good for mental health. It's it's good for your body. Certainly, those swimmers' bodies. You nailed Don Draper about it. in Manhattan. Yeah. And then more, more importantly, and this back. is where the gay ombudsman uh, should step in. But this is asking for a lot. The swimmer um, is maybe one of the most and definitely the, one of the gayest uh, short stories uh, in American literature history. When they teach you short stories, they start with The Swimmer that by John true. Cheever, who is a gay icon. He's on my top five list. Well, wow. I think that book needs a sequel. Well, we only have <laughs> two. We need three more, Greg. Okay. Rufus, Rufus, Rufus. Wow, I think, yeah, yeah that's, that was great. That was, I'm not a loss for work. I have, I have a Marshawn <laughs> bomb I'm, ha- I'm happy here. for you, Mark. Marshawn bomb? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this isn't a bomb. Maybe you guys know this already. You better not be coming out of retirement or retiring. There this were, there, yeah. Jason Garrett will replace Drew Brees on NBC's NFL pregame show. Ugh. Oofa. Huh. It's like, I, I love Oofa. these Triscuits that I bought. Plain, not like the ones with the sprinkles on them. Just 
plain Triscuits, um, but they I want something Triscuits different. With sprinkles on them? Yeah, they have Triscuits with lots of different flavors, uh, but yeah, like you know, olive oil, right? And exactly, garlic, Salt whatever. Wait, stuff so like he's that. in the studio now? But it's like I, so. I don't want I don't want main Triscuits. I want to change it up. I'll get the mini Triscuits. You know, that's what I'll do. Mini Triscuits. I don't understand this analogy. Do you get? It's like you're placing Wonder Bread with with another type of white bread. He's not like he's not in the booth though. No, he's in the I don't no, care just, as much about the studio. Just for yeah, no all night in America or something. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. That's a good update. I thought you said Marshawn. He he. He reported it. He reported. I thought you meant Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Oh like, no. Oh, did he yeah, throw a photo with the the cleats on the wire like at the Super Bowl in uh, San Francisco? <laughs> oh, poor West had to stop down, yeah. stop watching the Super Bowl, and write like a 600 word breaking news item on Marshawn Lynch coming back into the game. By the way, breaking news. This from PFT. Who was called out by name twice, by the way, by Jack Del Rio, which I, that was my favorite part of the Jack Del Rio press conference, how he disagreed with Mike Florio. Oh, no. Greg, you have much, much to settle with your old boss, and that'll be an off-season podcast. Well, this one, this one I loved. I know he loved it. So, um, According to Commander's head coach Ron Rivera, he said on Wednesday that he really likes – Carson Wentz's command of our offense. Stop it. That didn't happen. No. Really? He's getting ready because he believes that he can. He just might, if we all pull together, be ready to take command. command. Wow. As we all know, decided to really go ahead and uh, start to take command. Great, you know, after all the other stuff we talked about earlier in the show, I'm all the way back in now. Sure. Arrow up. <laughs> all the way arrow in. Arrow up on the commanders. Can, can I throw out one more thing? Um, I'm gay for it. If anything, just because I meant to tell Mark this, and I'm just using this podcast to uh, to give him a recommendation. I think he'd like because he likes Mike. You're a big Michael Mann guy. Yes, I like Michael Mann. Okay, the um, first episode of Tokyo Vice. What do they call the the first episode? Why am I blank? Pilot. Pilot. The pilot of Tokyo Vice, directed by Michael Mann. He is the executive producer. It's set in the 1990s underworld in Tokyo, uh, and just the the scene. The show is a lot of fun. I, I would recommend it to everyone. He doesn't direct every episode. He is an executive producer. But the show puts you in Tokyo. It make, made me want to go uh, to Tokyo. I will be going uh, in a couple weeks. Shout out to uh, Hideko Watanabe for getting a lot of paperwork. They still haven't opened up the country, so i got to get a visa. Whenever Greg suggests a book to me, it's been a home run. Um, show's very similar, and so I'll watch it. And Michael Mann also has been busy at work creating and writing Heat to the novel. Mm. So that's another one to put on your radar. But I think you would like the show too. I'm gay for Tokyo Vice. It's, uh, fun. it's fun. That's good. That's been on my list to get to. It feels like there's so much stuff there's coming so much out, out right now, now. Yeah. that it's almost too much. It's like they got to figure it out. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the entertainment got in the scent there. They got to <laughs> dial it back a little bit. They have to figure out like pacing just it's like too the old networks used to be like you know what you're getting you're getting original content from september to may and then a break and then you could catch up on reruns and all that stuff we need to figure this out now for the digital world the streaming wars it's a barrage because we're just and, and then their move and maybe this is just interference they're running it's like then you must sign up for everything to catch up and then all of a sudden you're like dropping 20 grand you know, a year on streaming services. You guys got it. There's my take. What was Greg, that? Greg checked it. out of the show, by the way, and he's starting to eat the rest of his the sandwich. Well, that was true. my last thing that I was gave <laughs> for. Is it true so. that 
Greg was flaunting his wealth on the latest episode of the Cheslinic Rosenthal yeah, show. I really wasn't. I yeah. don't know why she said no more. Definitely less than playing uh, a backing music. Money, 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 <laughs> money, money. It came I didn't up. Do and all I said it was like, oh, it was great. It was great to finally uh, get a nice uh, bump. It wasn't too crazy. <laughs> I think you used the words like, now I'm paid like a player. Finally. Is that true? No. Are you sure? I said I'm not played. I was like saying kind of like when players talk about like that's a big day in their lives when they get a contract. When not they that, I, that not that I'm paid like a player. Okay. But Can we yeah, borrow your I credit wish. card? I wish. Yeah. For Are what you we're picking doing up the tab this? here at Rockless? Sure. All right. We let's barely let ordered eat. anything. Let's eat. Right. <laughs> let's let Greg eat his uh, wrap. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, Nailed how long it. is the show? I really have Wrap to pee. Wrap it up. What is, yeah. <laughs> One hour, 32 <laughs> minutes what right is, now. What uh, is any scoreboard for the uh, gay pun uh, ombudsman? Like, who had the most? Who? I think you you probably did unintentionally. Unintentionally. Um, yeah. Which was good. No, I think it was a good showing all around. I think everyone really stepped up to the plate. Fun. The second annual Pridecast for the Around the NFL podcast is in the books. A lot of fun. Keep doing it. Eric, you're no longer going to be with the company I in know. a couple of days. Uh, but will you continue to come and visit us uh, from time to time if your new employer allows it? Yes, I would absolutely love it. And I'm super thankful and grateful for the last, you know, however, it's been so long at the NFL. And without you guys and without you guys all pushing me to, to do more, I wouldn't be getting offered these opportunities that I am right now. And so I am truthfully forever indebted and love you guys more than more than words could could say we love you too super Ricky. gay you go get what you deserve right Thank and we aren't you, allowed honey. to say where you're going next no but um it certainly seems like you're gonna absolutely destroy the position that you've been presented with and i mean that in a good way obviously not take but it do down you, but you buy it mark site <laughs> i feel like we're maybe of similar minds the uh, sam darnold's corollary here we want her to get to a certain level I don't know if we were of similar minds where if she were to be successful that it would keep me up at night the same way that I think it might keep you up at night. I don't know if I buy no, that. To your own words, to your own words. Erica, but. do you want to announce it and bleep it? Um, I mean, what would the point be? But yeah, it, sure. I don't we know. All know. It might anyway, just feel so good. Right, tricky. everyone knows. Okay. But, but yeah, no, I, um, so I am going to be. <laughs> oh. Amazing! Oh what? My this God. is so great. Wait, That's like, a like huge back? mistake. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So I'm you're gonna be great at it. Thank you. I'm super, super excited, um, and blessed and grateful. And it, but it wouldn't be without you guys. Uh, it's awesome. So happy to have you here, Ricky. Uh, thank you to everybody in the house, uh, including Randy Chavez. The Gravedigger, Sean Kelly, just on bodyguard duty uh, today. Definitely getting paid by the NFL to just stand in West Hollywood at a bar. And I love that. Any thoughts, Sean Kelly? Oh, I just want to say thanks, guys. I, I, I love being a part of this. Gay for all of you guys. And just uh, this is an amazing podcast, and I'm blessed every day to be a part of it. Oh, we love Sean yeah. Kelly. Oh, and also, Colleen told me I had to say this. Go Birds, best team in the NFL. There we go. There we go. You're doing his body on fire, by yeah, the way. Yeah, and, uh, Kevin Danger hands us. Uh, yes, we've talked about the WFAN situation, but maybe revisit, Mark. And I know we'll be on the same page on this. August and everything after. Not just the singles, Omaha, 
Rain King, Murder of One, Sullivan Street. Absolutely. Uh, maybe, Kevin, uh, totally. your thoughts? Uh, let's go New York Rangers and also Erica Tamposi. Congratulations, bravo. Thank you. Hey. Thank you. The sex Lassa. appeal. I am. I am. Woohoo. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will be back on Monday with a new up back in the Chris Wesley Podcast Studio. Thanks for listening. And until then, heed that call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.